please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, this is Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, and I'm going to talk to you today about long-term care Medicaid crisis planning. Taylor and I were going to do this together. Um, she is our long-term care Medicaid or long-term care crisis planning department manager or case manager, but um, we recorded it yesterday and there was no sound. So I'm here left to do it today because she's not in this office today. I'm in the Charlotte office and I wanted to make sure I got with you and told you exactly what long-term care crisis planning is and just some different aspects of it. So, so I'm gonna go by the outline that we had yesterday, Taylor. So uh, thanks for helping me make this. So long-term care crisis planning, number one, what is it? Long-term care crisis planning is when, for instance, there may be someone who, you know, a loved one, a spouse, a parent, needs assisted living or nursing home care. And they're headed to care or they're already in care and lots of money is being spent down and assets are unprotected. And you know, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Can we activate a veterans benefit over here to help pay? Can we activate a Medicaid benefit over here to help pay? And the answer is yes. Um, and so I wanted to talk about, so that's what it is, okay? It's, it's a situation where someone needs care and we're trying to figure out how to protect assets that could be retirement assets, could be the home. Um, and we're also trying to figure out how to, how to pay for it, how to pay for that care. So <clears throat> misconceptions versus reality. Um, so what we can do or what you can do. So there's one of the big misconceptions is that you cannot protect assets. That is wholly untrue. In fact, usually there aren't assets you can't protect. So we can get in and protect as close to 100% of the assets as possible if you give us a chance. So many people sit down and say, oh, well, you know, we just need to do a spin down, okay? We just need to do a spin down, spin down all money on care. Uh, we're gonna lose the home, everything. That's not true. And we need to look at and categorize and prioritize and see exactly what we can save and what asset or what uh, benefits we can access to pay for care. And there's rarely a situation where we cannot save the assets. We try to save as close to 100% of the assets as possible. You just have to come see us, okay? And stop listening to street lawyers, all right? Uh, the word on the street is don't listen to the word on the street, okay? Um, this is what we do for a living every day. Also, patient monthly liability. Patient monthly liability. It's also called PML. That means, you know, people are shocked to, to find that, you know, well, this person's income has to also be paid over to say an assisted living or nursing home facility because, um, you know, Medicaid is only going to pay for the portion that their income doesn't pay for. And that's called the patient monthly liability. So that's say social security plus pension, you know, anything that's non-divertible income that's going to stay, keep on forever until somebody passes away. Um, that has to be paid to the nursing home or assisted living facility, usually minus, say, 30 or $60, depending on the program, depending on if it's assisted living or nursing home care. Could be, though, that there's a calculation for the spouse, the healthy spouse called the community spouse, where you may be able to keep a portion of the sick spouse or the spouse that needs care's income. 
and that is a part of the rules and a part of the process as well. So sometimes a portion of that income can be saved for the community spouse, for the healthy spouse, to keep making the house payment, to keep paying the bills, things like that. So um, also, uh, assets versus income. So many people are confused over assets, what assets are versus income. So assets are anything you've already made, the money you've already made, the money you've already accumulated, your house, your car, your bank account, your retirement account, 401k, IRA, IRA, stocks, bonds, annuities, those things, those are all assets, okay? Income is that non-divertible income I was talking about, which is not the income from your IRA under a Medicaid calculation, not the income off an investment, but Social Security income. Also, pension income. Things that you can't liquidate cash out that's not already your money that you have control of. You get it once a month, okay? That's your income. Also, if you work the job, that would also be your income. So we need to really differentiate income versus assets. And three, our process. What do you need to do when you come see us and what do you need to do to put in an application? Well, if we were retained, we're gonna come up with a plan to protect your hard-earned money and property and pick a benefit to access. Um, if you don't have a benefit to access, then, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, if you don't have long-term care insurance, then we're gonna look at a benefit to access, if that's a possibility. And when you come see us, we want you to bring your financial documents. We wanna take a look at those. We wanna be able to go through those. We wanna be able to know what real estate you have, have to be forthcoming. People have a misconception that, oh, we're gonna to try to sneak things by the social services or Medicaid or Department of Health and Human Services, right? That department that handles that. That's never the case. We always wanna be upfront and honest about everything. That's, that's the key. And then we, we actually go present that application and our strategy, what, what we did, to Medicaid. So we present it to them and show them how under their rules it works. So it can be a complicated process, but a very rewarding process. And I'll tell you what's even better. One, planning ahead. So to plan ahead, uh, to protect assets such as Medicaid Asset Protection Trust, also foundational documents, general durable power of attorney, so that you can access each other's, say if spouses or children, parents, each, you know, each other's financial assets. And so you can do that planning and move things or go in a different direction, activate benefits if you need to. That's extremely important. So both of those things I would lump into pre-planning, so deed planning, deed protection, Medicaid Asset Protection Trust or trust planning, as well as um, foundational planning, general durable power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, living will, will. All those things are extremely important. In addition, you know, having in place long-term care insurance can really, really pay for in-home care, assisted living or nursing home care if you need it and act to protect the rest of the remaining harder money and property, the land, the house, the retirement, all that. That can be extremely important if you have that in place. If you have questions about long-term care crisis planning, foundational planning, pre-planning, or long-term care insurance, that solution, call us, 704 259-7040 at McIntyre Elder Law, where we help seniors protect their assets and legacies. Thank you and have a great day.
We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre your elder law Foundational planning or more complex We can help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre your elder law State planning benefits and even probate we take the planning piece off your plate If you or your spouse were in the military We can help with benefits for your family Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law 